Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. My life has has taken some pretty crazy turns. <laughs> I put out I put out a podcast about about the Plum Village retreat and then like like crazy stuff is going on, peeps. So last Friday I had gotten the news that, and I have not gotten the letter yet, so I have not gotten the actual official offer yet of a position in a town that I've wanted to live in for the last, I want to say, um, five years. I've had my heart set on this 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 place for five years. <laughs> I tend to do this kind of thing where I, I, I'm, I'm actually a very hopeful romantic and, and I just tend to like latch on to things and, you know, and, and not latch on, I shouldn't word it that way, but things just sort of live in my heart and and this this particular place has lived in my heart for f- 5 years now as a place i would like to move and and the offer was was not exactly what i had it isn't the exact amount that i had asked for but it also comes with a bonus that will more than pay for my move which is exciting and and I am just thrilled. Uh, it's I I'm just thrilled. It's it's as if like the pieces of a puzzle are just falling together, and and I'm I'm amazed. I wanted to tell you though, in this process of change in my life, I wanted to tell you about some of the stuff that has happened. It's gotten a lot better, but because now it is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, I think the 26th of June. But last Friday, when I got, I got a phone call from them saying that all my references had gone through and they wanted to continue moving forward. And there's all these little steps, that I, um, hoops that I have to jump through still but um but i so i'm losing my train of thought <laughs> but okay i'm back to it sorry okay so last friday i i i, I went out I actually went out to see one of my favorite bands play i met up with friends and I came home and I, and I, I couldn't sleep very well. And I was laying there in absolute terror. I was like, you know, I I don't even know how to say the stress level and the amount of anxiety I felt. Like, how am I going to do this? I mean, is my son going to be okay? You know, I, I was just very worried. And... 
And, and so I, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was going to not take it, the position, but I just felt horrible, horrible amount of anxiety about everything. I was way overthinking and I'm still, I have to admit over the last 24 hours, I've still been having this catastrophic thinking on behalf of myself and, and my child, it, I, me like living alone, cause I'll be living alone at least temporarily. <laughs> and I, I actually don't really care, but, um, I'm laughing because I, I sort of like my aloneness. Um, but, uh, but, I was just like, you know, and all the things that could go wrong, you know, just leaving a candle burning or, you know, just all these, all this catastrophic thinking. I mean, it was just terrible. I was like, Jamie, what are you doing? You got to quit this and quit it now. You know, stop with this. Um, and, and so... And so I, I, the last few days have been a lot better because I sort of got my act together. I thought, okay, this is what I'm not going to do. I'm going to do what had been suggested to me like three years ago. I mean, this is really strange. So three years ago, I had picked out this, this spot and, and I had talked to somebody about it and she told me, she said, point blank, she said, don't take anything. Just don't take anything. And I was like, I was like, what? And she's like, just don't. Don't take anything. And, and she was just, get everything new. I was like, <laughs> I mean, like, what an idea, you know? And so I was sitting there and I was just trying to figure out, you know, because I didn't, I don't really need a lot of stuff. And there's some stuff that I'm going to have to buy there because I, I, you know, I'm not selling the place that I have here. And so I'm not really going to change much here except, you know, take a few things. But, and then as I really started to think about it, I was like, I don't think I should really take a whole lot of stuff that means a whole lot to me. Like this is this for now in my life really is my home base where I'm living right this minute. This is my home base and will be for the foreseeable future, even though I'm physically moving to this other place. And so I, was, I just got to thinking, you know, I... I think it would be better for me to have stuff that would be easy for me to sell, you know, if I was to move again, because I don't know how long I'm, you know, or easy for me to move somewhere else while I'm there. I mean, my long-term plan is that I will love it there and I will stay there and maybe my son will come visit and he will want to move or my kids will want to move or whatever, um, because I have this feeling it was it was so interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine who was telling me that she had lived there for years and she she was telling me about the 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 I guess wildlife there and in otters. I mean I, I, I so I picked out this card 
in this in this bookstore where I live and I picked out this card and and she had said yeah you these are you know otters are all over the place there I'm like what like you know I've lived in in Arizona my whole life and I, I don't think I've ever I don't know that I've ever seen an otter I'm trying to remember maybe I saw otters like when in Monterey, in Monterey, California. I'm trying to remember what animal that was, and it could have been otters, and, and they do this rescue there at, a, at an aquarium in, in Monterey, California. Uh, I saw them in the wild, but I, like, this is something that's very new to me. And then, like, the, she was talking about orcas and seals, and, and she said, you, you smell, it smells like, salt water everywhere <laughs> and I'm like I'm like what you gotta be kidding me I mean I'm just like I'm like holy schmoly I'm just like so excited I'm so excited uh for this so I was looking at this building uh years ago and 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 now I'm looking at it again and but and I've and I, and I also am just like a way, I feel like I'm a way overthinker, you know. So I've been pretty fixated on all of this for the last few days here. I'm just fixated. And y'all should see me. I, I just like, I, I just, the way that I am, just my personality. So I, <laughs> so for years now on my phone, I've been collecting, um, pictures doing screenshots of small spaces of furniture like arrangements for small spaces so I have I have picture after picture like if I went through my camera roll I have even ones that I don't even know about right now over the years I have just had this belief that I would I would be living you know, in a small space somewhere, at least temporarily. And, and so, so yesterday I had a tour of this place and I filled out the application and they're waiting on some stuff and I'm waiting on the acceptance, the, the, the offer. And then I have to get some stuff done, but I may be moving like quickly um, because they said they wanted me quickly. They, you know, they're really wanting me there as soon as possible. And it would have helped me if my references would have got their references in a week earlier, but they didn't. So I, I am where I'm at. Um, but, and so what I've been doing is <laughs> I've been, um, my cart at Amazon and like, I, I'm not really a huge Amazon freak, like I'm really not generally, but it sounds like a good as idea of as anything because there's no delivery fee for these great big items that, you know, like I'm going to need a sofa and I'm going to need a coffee table and a credenza and a this and a that and, you know, and, um, and there's no delivery fee for me to get there. So Yesterday I had the tour of the room and 
I feel like I paid as much attention as I could have, but not enough. Like I need, I need, I need a little bit more, um, I need a little bit more attention, um, uh, paid to the actual room and how it is arranged. And, and, um, (laughs) and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, where was the bathroom compared to that little closet? And then where's the kitchen and how much space? And I, it's like, I, and the pictures that they have online are like nothing they're, they must be computer generator. They are nothing like what that room looks like. The room is like a true square. It wasn't even like rectangular at all. Like the pictures online were, it was like this rectangular room. Um, it was almost like it was like a 10 by 30 or something. And this is like a, a, it's just a really square room. Square. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, okay, how how am I going to um, arrange this furniture? So last night <laughs> I was making diagrams late at night. I'm like making diagrams. And then I decided, okay, I think I'm just going to cut out a sofa and a bed and nightstand. <laughs> and this and that and um I was like I was really cracking myself up it was I it was just so silly um what I was doing and um <laughs> and uh like arranging them in, in the room and like putting them in different places the the bed and the all the furniture and everything and imagining myself walking in the the coolest part of the space really are the windows. There's, there's this, and seemed like the way that I remember it, there was like this entire wall of windows. Not, not all the way to the ground, but these windows were just really beautiful. And two of the three windows picturesque windows open and I was really excited about that that the windows open so that I can get some ventilation in um in my space um and so I'm excited um but I want to go back what I what I was, and 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 what I'm doing right now, it it's like this process of change, and because it's, because it's got its level of angst, which I've noticed. Like sometimes I have to be pushed off the diving board, and I'm always talking about how I have my like toes on the end of the diving board, and then okay now I get this opportunity to jump, and I'm like, oh crap, and so I feel like the pressure to be there at a certain time and the pressure for all these pieces to fall together is pushing me off the diving board. Ready or not, here I go, literally. And so, and so, and that, that's probably like good. And, and, but I noticed 
that in this process of change, like almost this, this, you know, like the worry, but then after the worry subsided, I went into this full on nesting phase and I recognize it. And I don't think that only women nest, but I I remember it as when I was about ready to give birth. It, It seemed like almost, it was almost worse. The, the, um, the last month before I had a baby and then it got worse, worse, worse as I was getting ready to have the baby. Like, cause like a few weeks before I could hardly sleep because I was just, I was so excited, you know, and that was probably when I needed the sleep the most because after you have a baby, you don't sleep very well, you know, I mean, as a generality, at least that was my experience. Um, you know, uh, it was probably better with my last child, but my first two, it was, it was rough. It was really rough. Um, but, um, but this, this sense of like urgency and making sure to get everything done in almost this, this obsessive compulsive, like full on, like over the top. So I'm sitting here and I, and I'm, and I'm, and I got all this stuff going on in my head. Okay. So, okay. I'm making this move and then I have to be back. I have to be back to actually Phoenix on a certain date for my daughter's white coat ceremony. Cause my daughter is in going into her second year and her, her, um, practicum phase of her PA school. So I have to be back for that white coat ceremony. So, and okay. And let me preface this with, I've already asked the people who I will be working for. I've already asked them about these dates. Okay. Then the end of, of August, I have to be in Washington DC because I'm giving, I'm talking on a panel, um, on near death and spiritually transformative experiences. And then, so I have to change my flights for that. Uh, which I think I got fully refundable. So I have to change my flights and I have to change them as soon as possible. But I'm going to be flying out of somewhere else. So I have to get these first flights and then I have to, and I'm, and I'm finding that my favorite airline may not be the best airline to be flying out of. It's the best airline. It's the only airline that flies out of where I live right now. But it may not be the best airline for me to be flying, like from Phoenix to where I'm, the airline airport that I'm going to be flying out of soon. And so, <laughs> and then I signed up for this other thing at the, in September. And, and I have to change that whole thing. I have to change the Airbnb dates um, because when I, when I signed up, I, I wanted to be there for this like longer period of time. And, and now I really feel that I can't, but I, I'm still going to that and I've gotten it approved, but those dates are going to change and I have to get flights for that. I have not gotten flights for that yet. And, and I'm finding that more problematic than I would have expected or I, I, I don't know. It's just like put a kink 
in like the rest of like the summer, basically. I mean, as the summer has just started, but my summer is rapidly changing quickly. And, but I don't want to do anything too soon because I haven't gotten the acceptance letter. And I, I need, you know, these are things I probably need to do when I get there. I need to immediately get this and this and this <laughs> all done. And all of those dates have like all changed. Like I'm not going to be in Washington, D.C. as long as I thought. Um, I'm just not. I'm going to have to, and hopefully I'll be able to get on the flights that I want. You know, um, so, and, and, and this is a change. Like I'm used to functioning where I'm at. I've been here for like almost 25 years and it was a learning curve. I remember what it was like. We, we, I think we may have had more than one because I don't remember. I think that that my husband at the time drove the car. I don't exactly remember how we did this, but I drove a moving van from our home to the new home. I remember driving a van, or maybe I was in the passenger seat, but I'm pretty sure I was driving it. And and I remember thinking that like just I was it was in the dark and that I wasn't afraid of the dark like I, like the bravery it took for me to to do that move and then a lot of stuff happened since then that I've had to show a lot of bravery in my life because it wasn't it was just a few months later and my marriage ended my marriage fell apart so I moved in April and my marriage fell apart in September and, and and then my whole life in where I'm at living right now has been it, it has it has been wonderful. It was a very good move from Phoenix. I didn't really like living in Phoenix very much. But I've also had just stuff happen here. I have. I've I've had stuff happen, I've had people happen and I and I just and it's not you know, I, I I have people, including my mother. My mother was always telling me this. She always said, wherever you go, you are. And like you, she's like, basically, you can't get away from your problems. This is, this was the premise with which she was trying to, I don't know what, maybe shame me. I I don't know what her, her purpose was in, in, why she was always saying stuff like that to me. But I had I had a dear friend recently kind of tell me the same thing. But at the time, moving from Phoenix to where I live now was the best thing that I could have done for my life. I was much happier here than I was there. And like I have a friend who moved from here to San Francisco area. She's lived in the San Francisco area now for I don't even know how many years. It's been many years. And she it's been about 10, I think. Or maybe maybe 9, but it doesn't matter. Like and she's happier there than she was here. That 
sometimes a move is the best thing that you can do for yourself. And so I, and so I choose to, to believe that. And, you know, like my son keeps saying, you know, mom, you can always come back. You have a place to come back to and friends. You know, my friends are, are pretty upset. They're very upset. You know, I had a friend yesterday that told her, I said, look, I, I, um, I put you down as a reference for this rental, you know, and she's like, you're moving with exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to lose you. And I'm like, I'm like, well, firstly, I'm going to be back a lot. I anticipate that I'm going to be back a lot. But also, I mean, I said, I just have to try a new life. I just have to. I have to. I have to do this for myself. I just have to. And I'm, and I'm so incredibly excited. I remember um, <laughs> years ago, I had, I had um, this experience of driving through. This was Oregon, which was pretty close to where I'm going to be living um, and I was in Oregon and I had this overwhelming feeling that it reminded me so much of Maine because I've spent a little bit of time in Maine, had the opportunity to do that. And this reminded me so much of Maine, like the trees, the, the air. I was like, God, this is so cool. It's like a West Coast version of Maine. And and um, I remember like being in Portland, Maine and, and eating and being, you know, by the ocean. And, um, and it's just like the most wonderful world. It really is. And, and so I'm just, I'm just so incredibly excited. <laughs> and then I've got like other projects going on. I'm getting... Um, I'm getting very close. I had this deadline in my head for basically the 1st of July of this year. And I think I'm going to make it. I do. I think I'm going to have my rough draft done by Friday. I am. I I, I feel it. I know it. Uh, last night. So <laughs> share a little story with you and then I'm going to go and try to go back to sleep. Um, I, I watched this movie on Sunday that was incredibly intriguing to me. I was, I was attracted to it. It was about a, a conductor. Um, I didn't write the title or anything cause I didn't want to have to do like extra footnotes or anything about that movie. Besides it wasn't even about the movie, but it was a lady named Lydia Tarr. I think that's her name. Um, and, and, I, and I'm supposing that it's a true story. I don't know if that's the actual case, but um, I think it's a true story about this, you know, maestro. And the beginning of the movie, and it's played by Kate Blanchett, which she was, she was extraordinary in this movie. Truly. She was extraordinary. Um, in this movie, I, I'm kind of laughing because I played in orchestras, not necessarily when she was conducting, but 
throughout the rest of the movie. She, she, yeah, you know, the conducting part was a little rough for me um, because I played in orchestras and I know what conductors are, are, you know. But she, she, so the beginning of the movie, she's in this um, interview. She's being interviewed. And she has this air about her that I think Kate Blanchett was like, perfect for showing just this air of like it was like I, I don't know confidence arrogance snobbery like um just this elated state of greatness Like this state of greatness, like she was just, she was just, she was talking about how they, you know, they don't have a female word for maestro. And she said, nor should they, just like they don't have a female version of an astronaut. You know, and she was saying other things and I was having a hard time really kind of following her because I didn't know what the, she, she would go off in the movie, she would go off on these, on these like talks. And, and in a lot of ways it was just way over my, like, I didn't understand what she was saying. And, and, and it was, it was kind of pointless and to me, like, um, but I think they were trying to establish, you know, her, her need to show off her intellectual prowess. And there were points in the movie, bear with me on this, okay? There were points in the movie where I identified with her. In the sense of, of a person who strived, she had strived and she had worked her whole life to get to the place of maestro. And she was conducting... Um, I think it was, it was a, I think it was the Berlin, I think it was in Germany somewhere, the symphony. She was the, the lead conductor at this symphony, for this symphony. And, and you don't get to a position like that without being really great. Like the best of the best, like I'm always using the term, the Olympics, I mean, she, she's an Olympic champion, this one. And so some of her, of her confidence was well-deserved because she had worked for it day in and day out. Music was her life. And then it begged the question... Do people who reach this level of, of greatness, do all of them turn at some point from this fine line of confidence to arrogance? You know, and, and, and I have to say, you know, like, and it sort of depends. 
you know, it's like there's some people that you that you kind of want in that overthinking of themselves. You know, you know, like maybe maybe a fighter pilot. You know, who who they're used to taking risks. And, and and they're willing to take that risk, like the first person to go up in an airplane, you know, test pilots and astronauts, let's just call it an astronaut. You know, like, almost like you want them to have this supernatural ability to, to, to be able to take risk and to and to believe in themselves to a level of going to the next level of greatness. Because so few get there. I mean, like, truly. And I was always one of these people that I was always honestly very frustrated with the friends in my life who were negative about my kids. Like, you know, Max wanted, my kid was younger. He wanted to be a professional soccer player. I was like, okay, how are we going to do this? Where my friend was like, oh, he's not going to do that. You know how it is. You do high school sports and you move on. And and I resented that. And I didn't, I, it's like, I do not want people's limiting beliefs in my space. I just don't want to hear it because if a person really, really, really wants something, they will, they will go after it and they will seek it and they will do it with everything that they are. And, and that particular child, my youngest child, he's very competitive and he, he's on to other things. <laughs> I'm like laughing at him. Well, he's been doing powerlifting and now he's on to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm like, what the actual hell? He's doing jiu-jitsu now. It's like he wants to get into mixed martial arts or something. I'm like, oh, good Lord. Oh, and I just don't know if I can follow this kid into like a ring, you know, like an actual tournament. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be doing tournaments. I'm just sitting there going, oh, dear, dear Lord. <laughs> it, was, it was just enough for me to watch him powerlifting. Um, but... <laughs> But this isn't soccer. We're not in soccer anymore. Um, that was stressful enough. Have to take shots of something to get me to these tournaments. They're like killing me. Because I know. I know what goes into it. I know the, the amount of practice. I know the amount of trade-off that people with greatness do to get where they're at. I know it takes a huge amount of greatness. Um, virtuosos are, are giving up a whole lot of something to do what they appear to love to do. You know, and great ball players, people who reach greatness in anything, they make their choices, right? And something something has to go. So... And, 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 and I remember, like, even in when I was playing in orchestras, there was nobody more snobby than the first violin in the entire orchestra. There was no, nobody with an air of, 
I'm the best violin player in the world than the first chair of the violin. But honestly, they, they had worked their whole life to achieve what they did. So maybe the proof is just in the pudding and I should just be quiet. But I'm sitting, I'm questioning whether I want to want to share this or not. But, you know, I had, I had on a, on an occasion recently, I had, I had, it had been suggested to me yet again that, um, something about a person that the and that I would like to experience and and equating not not directly but I I could see the parallel between what they were saying about this person that they don't actually know and this conductor because this other person has has reached a level of excellence and greatness and they're basically saying to me, it's like, you don't want to get involved in that. Like, you will not be happy involved in that. And, and, and so, and then this, this, like, also, like, seeing myself in this character's place, that if I, if I like to achieve, let's just say, you know, that this book that I'm writing has, has, has a success to it, a monetary and a wide ranging success. Let's just say this book sells a million copies. Okay. A million copies of this book. And, and I'm walking along the street and somebody recognizes me. People don't recognize me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. This this TikToker that I am always telling you guys about, he gets recognized. He gets recognized quite a bit in the city he lives in, in San Francisco. He's like out he was out at the Pride parade all weekend and and he and he was getting recognized. Like I've been doing this for five years, you know, over double what he's been doing you know, and I don't put as out as much content clearly as he does, but, um, but I don't get recognized. I mean, there's been one time where somebody in town said, oh, you wrote that book. And I said, yes, I did. Um, but people generally, they don't know anything about me as in, I have this whole like body of information out, you know, and different social media and this and books and, you know, um, so what if I do, I, I have this level, you know, and, and, and can I, and will I keep myself on the lines of confidence, but not arrogance? Because I feel that it is my, my obligation. I, I am obligated as a, as a servant of God to stay in a space of humility. That is my obligation. I, 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 there is this element in me of, of, 
believing that I, I have, I have worked really hard to get to the space that I am, that I am sitting right now. I have worked really hard. Like for years, but also, especially the last five years. For years, but for years I've been studying. And I've been, I've been in this, this space in my head and growing. And, you know, and it's just been a continuous growth process. In, I guess, the mastering and being the best Um, how do I even word? I, I found the word the other day. Um, not version of myself, but expression of myself. That this aspect of God that I am. But I ultimately know that that everything is God. That I am an aspect of God, and that it's all God. And this sense of humility about it. That, that that I and I want to always, always, always be in that space and not go over into this space of arrogance. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be like that. That's not who I want to be. Um, I... Have I mean my ultimate? It's like this sense of mastery of these skills, the skills of knowing how the universe, how reality actually works. And I gotta tell you, I don't know how exactly to describe this, but during the retreat that I just went to for Plum Village. It was called Love is Freedom Retreat. They were very centered on climate change and the and the planet and us being part of the planet. And, and this was the crazy part that I had never made these connections, but that our bodies stay here. They go back to the dirt. They go back to the dust. Um, an aspect of us may leave and energetically leave and, and, and go into some other dimension, some other realm, but our actual body does not even leave this place. And we come into a body through our mother, which is just the weirdest thing if you think about it. There's like this egg and this sperm and they get together, they grow a baby. I mean, it's just bizarre. A baby is in the mom's womb and then it comes out and there's this life and we have these families and we have this whole, you know, but this, but I can have this sense of like just sitting and being a part of everything that in this fabric of reality that everything, absolutely everything around us is energy. And you can like say that and you know, oh yeah, everything's energy. But I mean like really 
sit there and think about it. And experiencing it is quite different than just the phrase, everything is energy. And that this is how everything, absolutely everything is in this vibrational reality before it becomes matter. It's in this space before it comes matter. And so, and so my, my, there was this desire for me to move to this other place. And then now it is the, it's just kind of filling in. And then the next thing you know, I'm going to be in this space. And it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But, but I'm, so I'm working. It's like, I'm, 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 I'm learning and I'm, and I'm trying to master how this process happens so that, you know, I make this equation because I think it's funny so that when I'm asking that water to turn to wine, it doesn't do it in six months. <laughs> that during the wedding, it's actually doing it in a timely fashion because Jesus said we would do greater things. Jesus said we would do greater things than, than he did. But see, that whole message got taken. The whole message for what he was trying to tell us got taken and it all became about suffering and sin and division and, and, and everything I just said. Instead of, we can actually learn how to create our lives and have it be wonderful. All right, so there you have it. <laughs> An update on my updates. <laughs> I appreciate you listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.